So I do apologize. We're running a little bit delayed. This guy didn't shut up. And we're just rambling on and rambling on, <laughs> rambling on, rambling on, rambling on. <laughs> I was just three uh, minutes. I mean, come on. Yeah, it, yeah, it might be three minutes, but it felt like three hours. <laughs> hey, man, we that's what we want here. We want enthusiastic wrestling enthusiastic. fans to come on and talk. I, I can talk like the guy from the Zootopia thrown at the sloth with a like flash. I can the just sloth that worked at the DMV. Like yeah. This <laughs> or the rest of the <laughs> podcast. This is, uh, dear, this is going to be fun. Anyway, it's the debate show three. This is the third installment. This guy at the side of me is obviously one champion. He's already been crowned. See if we can defend it. We've got Haney on the show. We've got a nice, good debate. But the question is, I don't know what everybody's going to bring to the table, but we'll see. But first, intern, roll the intro. Welcome to episode 126 of the Magic of Wrestling, the debate show three. I'm, of course, the magician, Liam Wicklin. And I am the effort expert, the only American you see on your screen. I'm Mr. Isaacs. Of course. Sorry. Sorry. I'll let you finish. <laughs> Don't interrupt. Damn it. <laughs> uh, Mr. Isaacs, obviously, it's the weekly catch-up. How you been, man? Oh, man. It is wild, and it is crazy. Uh, I had the kids all week. They've been... Uh, you know, tearing my house apart, and uh, you know that that's just typical, usual stuff when you have children. I'm multitasking right now. I'm watching the Kentucky Wildcats basketball game over my shoulder here, talking mm -hmm. to you two gentlemen, and then I got my kids running around here. Which who knows if they'll uh, make an on-screen cameo here or not. But uh, been a wild week, but it's been a good one. I can't complain too much. How about you guys? Um, I mean, for me, it's been obviously the first week back at work, so you're trying to get back into that routine again. Yes, like, uh, dude, yeah. I had so much trouble like sleeping because, like, mm -hmm. I, I took all of last week off, so I hadn't worked since before Christmas, which I assume is the same for you. Mm -hmm. And it it like completely screwed up my sleep pattern to where like this week I just felt tired and dead all week. Yeah, I, I, I'm the, I'm the same, but was it because I do an analytical job? I, I mean, I've not worked for a few weeks and. My brain doesn't know how to cope with not like thinking about like stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Uh, of course, we're joined by. I don't even know how to describe you. Is it the salty son of a bitch, or is it just three straight? I don't know. Do you know what the guy? Introduce yourself. I uh, sorry. I'm just typical. I've just been phoned. Uh, there's somebody. There's somebody at the door. So you even called uh, us before we came live. I. Right, I'll be back in a minute. Uh, <laughs> right, <bud>. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew that were coming. Do you know what I mean? I'm so glad we cut the magic wheat out this week. I, I want to know what the deal is with the uh with the three shredded wheat. Like what 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 am I missing there? I'm do you know what? I'm asking myself the same question. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I love the logo he has there though, the Haney's haterade. Like he is such a talented like graphics artist. Like, <laughs> I, I need to get him to make some shit for me because he's really good. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk absolute garbage until he comes back. You know what I mean? But I tell you what, I mean, I'll obviously wait for him. I mean, 
you obviously checked a lot of the wrestling news out. There's some pretty interesting stories, let's be honest. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, everything's kind of resetting for the year. You know, we're entering WrestleMania season. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom just went by. This is when this is one of those kind of peak times where like wrestling kind of ramps up a bit. Mm-hmm. Royal yeah, Rumble's I mean, around the corner. Yep, I mean, like I said, Wrestle Kingdom mostly. Nick Nemeth. I nearly got Nick yesterday. I got Nick Nemeth and Ryan Nemeth mixed up, and I don't know how I did that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I sometimes I have to think. I'm like now now Dolph is Nick, right? He's not Ryan. <laughs> I have to sometimes kind of remind myself of that as well. Um, but yeah, he showed up at Wrestle Kingdom, looked like a million bucks, man. It was looking suave. The crowd like gave him a pretty good reaction when he came out. They were kind of shocked. Um, I like it. I kind of like that he's in, obviously. Um, New Japan, it's something different. We know he was obviously underutilizing WWE. And I just want to, I found this image and I want to get your thoughts on this. Looks like he's a detention school kid or something. he kind of looks like he could be like a yakuza hitman or something like i don't know if that's what his gimmick's gonna be or not but no he he looks suave man he looked really good um i'm excited to see what he does he had a little dust up with dave finley and uh let's see what he does i'm pretty excited to see i'm I'm glad he went there instead of like impact with all due respect to tna i just think he would he'll have better matches i think in new japan I think I think he will be in TNA though. Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. um, you you used you used something. I you said something there. I don't I I don't like Liam, and that, and that is underutilized. I don't think he was ever underutilized in WWE, but I know it's a personal opinion, you know. But okay, but yeah. how can you say was underutilized? Look at what what did he do as of late, which you can look back saying he did that. If you, I mean, let, let, let me look just Wikipedia at his title runs. He, had some title runs. he was the uh, he was the world heavyweight champion for a stint. That was kind of like his peak. Um, and then he held the 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 mid card title some. I mean, Dolph was always kind of that workhorse guy, mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, just did an excellent job of putting people over and making people look like a million bucks. And so, uh, that was kind of his role. Yeah. Okay. So- so his WWE accomplishments are two times world heavyweight champion, NXT champion, NXT champion once, WWE Intercontinental champion six times, US champion twice, SmackDown uh, tag team champions one, Raw champions twice, tag team champions once, Money in the Bank winner, twenty second Triple Crown champion, Slammy Award winner two times. Um, what was it? Um, so yeah, I think. Okay, so after all them titles you've just mentioned, right, which ones would you say do you remember the most? Because me, personally, I don't remember much of them. I remember so, winning them, but the title runs are really not the best. No, well, both t- both times both times co- uh, was it, uh, coincided with them getting an injury when, when he had the two world championships. You know, mm-hmm. and he actually, he actually lost an intercontinental championship once uh, to an injury as well. So, okay. um uh, but was it, I mean, I certainly, I certainly, th- I mean, maybe I just look at it from a different perspective, you know, mm-hmm. but I certainly look at um, what he's accomplished there. And then you look at what Roddy, like somebody like Roddy Piper, I mean, you're saying Roddy Piper was, wasn't, uh, it was it was undervalued in the WWE because he, he won like two titles. <laughs> and I'm not including, <laughs> the, I'm not including yeah. the silly one he won with Flair, you know, when they were over the hill. 
Now, granted, that was back in the day when they didn't have a hundred shows going on at once and they hot shot titles around like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of held a little more legitimacy, a little more value back then. Yeah. Um, but guys, we, we can't forget the absolute best thing that Dolph Ziggler ever did, the Spirit Squad. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say uh, Sunny there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would. I think I'd give him accolades for Amy Schumer over Sunny. So, yeah. he had a little thing with Amy Schumer for a little yeah, while. Yeah, she said. Don't know. But obviously, she said he was. He was just. He was just too much. Too much, you know. Yeah, she she went on the Howard Stern show, and uh, this is when Dolph had like the uh, the short brown hair when they paired him with Vicky Guerrero. So they they posted on the the screen like a picture of him with the brown hair, and you know Howard and Robin were all ogling over. Ooh, he looks like a very fit guy, and she was like, "Yeah, uh, I, I just I couldn't handle him. Like the the sex was just like too athletic, like like throwing me around and shit. Like I just, it was too much for me to handle." <laughs> Joseph Graham says Dolph's best title is his feud with the Miz over the IC yeah. title. Mr. Isaac, would you agree with that? Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. Yeah. Hey, mate. Yep, definitely. That was that that feud is was one of the best from that 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 period of time. You know, with the, the Miz. You know, Dolph okay, did some okay. great work, man. He did some great work, and I'm I'm kind of excited to see if he has a good legitimate new Japan run to see him like work some puro style matches with some of those guys. Yeah. I'm curious to see how he would handle that. I, I, I think, I think he might do that for a while and then triple H might want him back, you know, but um, for me, uh, what was it? Um, for, for me, what was it? It it's, it's hard because there's not a lot, there's a lot, not a lot of amount of guys now that can like in the WWE can wrestle his style, you know, Whereas mm-hmm. he's, he's got that bit of faster pace, you know, inside the, uh, what was it, and he can do a bit more, you know. It was all a lot of spots. He, he was a bit of a Shawn Michaels, you know, but was it with the, with the selling and that as well? He's a phenomenal seller, you know. Yeah, he, he was very similar to Shawn Michaels. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, I don't want to say he was as good as Shawn Michaels, but he was the closest thing to Shawn Michaels of, like, you know, his time. Other yeah. than himself being there for a while, obviously. Um, but yeah, Dolph was great, man. Yeah, I, 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 well. I think I think sometimes that's a more of a hindrance than a than a compliment to the wrestler. You know, or oh, you're you're a you're a Shawn Michaels or you're a Bret Hart or you know because immediately you're in that shadow. You know, yeah. And, uh, what was it? And if you don't do the same stuff, then you're, you you've you've sort of failed. You know, um, definitely. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Right then, we've obviously rambled on for about a good 11 minutes, so we also have to mention earlier, there's no Magic Weekly, we're going to get straight into our main event. The main event. I've left the quarter again. Damn it, I've just realised. <laughs> Liam. You screw that up every week, pal. I'm gonna need you to fix that for next week. Why right? don't you just why don't you just get an animation to do it? Just position it right below yourself, William, and put your, <laughs> your hand in watch. Yeah, he's got the uh you know, he's got the stream deck now. He can just press a button and all of a sudden yeah. a quarter just goes like a mouse trap going down the screen. I've got my own work for next week, Hunter. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so <laughs> we've got two sponsors. Obviously, we'll mention one of them at the start of the show, this segment, then we'll also mention one at the end. First one is, of course, FTW Wrestling. Now, Mr. Isaacs, this is obviously Natalia Markovs and Brian Idol's wrestling school. It, I, I, I can never remember where it actually is based. Uh, Largo, Florida. Okay, there you go. Simple as that. So, if you guys want to learn from two of like good friends of the show, you know what? Enough rambling on. I think this video just really sums it up best, right? Determination, perseverance—these are the qualities that make a champion. Do you have what it takes to be the next wrestling superstar? Are you ready to turn your dreams into a reality? At Fight the World Wrestling's World Wrestling Academy, we can help you become the champion you were meant to be. Our world travel trainers, Brian Idol and Natalia Markova, are well-known industry professionals with years of experience in the world of wrestling. From the basics to advanced techniques, they are dedicated to help give you the tools that you need to succeed in the ring. Our training program is tailored to challenge you, push you to your limits, and help you discover your full potential. Come join our diverse group of talent. Join us at Fight the World Wrestling's World Wrestling Academy and make your dream a reality. Visit our website or contact us to learn more and start your journey to the top today. 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 Not tomorrow, not the day after that, not the day after that, today. Do it today, you son of a bitch. Uh, or unless if you're down in like Australia or Japan, then yesterday, but today. Yesterday, you son of a bitch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Guys. Obviously, it's the debate show number three. So, Mr. Isaacs, you obviously you know about this actual show. But for people listening, what we do is the good thing we like to do on this actual channel is we have a good debate about everything in wrestling. So the concept's pretty simple. We all bring something to the table to debate. We don't know what it is until, obviously, the person debates it. And, yeah, and the idea is to get the person to disagree. Now, Mr. Isaacs, you're obviously a champion of this. So who would you like to go first? I'll let you decide. I'll go first. Okay, and go ahead. What? I feel like, first of all, just a, a little preamble here. I think this is going to be hard for me to win because Haney is the one person in the community that tends to agree with me more than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. now, see, when when I have Aaron on here, I can rile him up by saying I think Orange Cassidy's gimmick's stupid or something like that, and his head starts spinning, and you know his head starts coming apart like the Canadians on South Park. Yeah. But like. <laughs> I don't know if I'll get that same reaction out of Haney, but we'll see. Well, you, well, uh, if you watch, if you watch Aaron, as soon as you say something like that, he actually he goes on his phone and he goes to Amazon. And he's obviously ordering like tissues because he's going to have a good cry later on about it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so here's my number one. Uh, I think one of you is going to agree with me. I think one of you is not. <laughs> okay, but my number one here is that people say that AEW is wrestling and WWE is sports entertainment, right? Mm -hmm. But I think, in my personal opinion, after analyzing the shows for years now, I feel like AEW is almost as much of sports entertainment as it is wrestling. So I'm going to say that I think AEW can be called a sports entertainment company as well. And here's my reason behind this. They do gimmicky shit, too. They have Leatherface come out with a chainsaw and chase people around. They have stadium stampede matches. They have matches where Matt Hardy teleports from one side of the arena to the other. This is all kind of stuff you would see back in the day, like Kane would do, you know, teleporting or like Undertaker or, you know, you saw stuff like this a lot 
uh, throughout the WWE's history. And and I and I'm not knocking AEW for doing this. I mean, obviously you get sponsorships and you got to please your network and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not faulting them for it. But I do think that when people say that, oh, this is just pure wrestling, this isn't sports entertainment. I'm sorry, that's bullshit. AEW is sports entertainment as well. Disgusting. Okay. Any, I'll let you obviously start this off. Go ahead. What do you think? Well, I, I, I think I think uh, what was it? You're one hundred percent correct. Um, uh, just for the for the exact reasons you just sort of listed, you know. Uh, what was it? Um, it? It sort of perplexes me at times when people like watch an AEW event and they'll, and they'll do something. They'll, 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 they'll watch something like a gimmick or like a, a John Moxley match, and they'll say it's amazing. And then the next match is Daniel Bryan, and they'll say, "Well, oh, that's wrestling. That's amazing." It says, "Well, what one is it? Is it one or the other?" Now some people say. <laughs> Well, you can enjoy both, you know. For me, if I'm watching a wrestling show, I want to watch wrestling. I watch WWE for sports entertainment, you know. My big my big sort of thing with the EW in the last sort of 18 months is it's it's sort of more and more, uh, what was it, getting into that sort of WWE sort of sports entertainment angle. The yeah. angle's more important than the match, you know. Uh, what was it? Um, and they're going to make the same mistakes that WWE do. I mean, people, people like WWE looks so polished and so, so thing. But they've made a lot of mistakes over the. If you go back and watch the, what was it? Um, I mean, I suppose that's another debate. Go back and watch the Attitude Era. It's not that great to watch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, they made a lot of mistakes. They did a lot of stupid stuff. You know, um, and it's really just, uh, just from that. It's interesting. I was watching. A while back, I was watching the sort of thing with Danhausen, and he was actually out of character, and he was talking about it, and he was talking about like how how he was like formed his sort of character, and he took it from like horror movies from the thirties and certain wrestlers and certain like there's a lot of Simpsons in his character, you know. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that was he sort of spoke about was uh, obviously he's, he's, he's like he's Danhausen, he's got the curse in that. But he doesn't want to do any of the stuff like Kane or Undertaker where he shoots bolts, you know, because he wants to bring a sort of like a, 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 a sort of a realism to what he is, you know. You yeah. know, he, he knows he's not evil. He knows he's not like sort of like got magical powers, you know. Uh, what was it? And, and he wanted to sort of focus on because he, he he's he's actually quite a good wrestler, you know. If you go and watch some of his stuff, you know, as he said himself. He's just an average wrestler. He's just an average wrestler. When you just wrestle somebody, he needed something to get over that, you know. And I think I think that's what AEW has done more and more in the last eighteen months with like Julia Hart and things like that. Very very gimmicky sort of characters. Not as bad as like WWE in the nineties with like busmen and clowns and things like that. You know, a bit more sort of mature, not mature, um, evolved. You know, but it's not as over the top. Yeah, it's not as over the top. It's subtle. You know, but um, yeah. yeah, definitely. And it's funny when he does cuss people, and the whole teeth stick just still gets me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, obviously, from my point of view, I mean, I've never actually thought about it as in that actual way before. But when you mention gimmick matches, you're like, well, yeah, this is kind of entertainment. That's one thing you want to do. So I kind of agree with that. The other way I I have to disagree is obviously the wrestling side. If <laughs> But the way I looked at it with wrestling is like, can you take a wrestler from one company? So can you take a wrestler from AEW and put him in a match against somebody against WWE? I don't think you can based on the wrestling style, the philosophy and stuff like that. So 
on the gimmick side, I have to agree on the is sports entertainment, but from the wrestling side, now I'm gonna have to disagree. Hmm. Okay. So you don't you don't think Orange Cassidy's stick is like sports entertainment? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm, I'm, that's what I mean. I mean, when, that's what I mean by the gimmicks and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? That is the entertainment. I'm talking about John, the wrestling side. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, no. I mean, it's, it's how you look at it. I mean, everybody's everybody's applauding uh, like Tony Storm just now, and she's doing a fantastic job. But she's basically mm-hmm. Chelsea Green and TNA years ago, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you know uh, what was it called? Uh, what was it? Um, but if uh, uh, if you say that to somebody, they're like, "Oh, you're being you're being a hater. You're being a hater." It's like, well, uh, if anything, I've probably watched too much. I've probably seen too much wrestling now, you know. So that's yeah, but was it, the more you see something, the more cynical you become of of things, you know. And uh, even if something is a slight rip off. Yeah, it's still fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the timeless Tony Storm gimmick's great. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I, I loved when she was on the. I don't know if either one of you saw this, but when she was at the uh, the the media scrum, uh, the post conference for the last pay per view, <laughs> she was like wow. talking about who she was going to call out or who she would like to face. That was a free agent, and she was insinuating it was Mercedes Monet because she said, yeah. "If the money is there, then I'll tell you this." And she stands up and says. Wendy Richter, I will fuck you up. <laughs> they, should, they should totally bring in Wendy Richter now. They should probably like go on the phone like, we need to make this happen. <laughs> oh, Wendy Richter. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Has anyone got anything to add on this obviously topic with Mr. Rights has brought, or can we move on? Well, well I was just going to say that Wendy Richter and Brett Hart could form a, a mixed tag team called The Screwjob. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Michaels, fabulous Moolah, we're coming for you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, yeah. Okay, Haney, what, what would you want to bring to the table to debate? So, so, so for me, the first one I, I wanted, well, I wanted debate was a sort of, it was a sort of play on what, unfortunately, what Mister Isis used to say, because but I was using this term sort of an Athena or athleticism. So I'll go for I'll go for uh, my other one, uh, and and state that. I think both companies, in terms of, and this is a, 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 like maybe an odd topic to go on. Uh, what was it from different angles? But I think, particularly WWE, is overproduced, and the, the 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 production now is too sterile, and has lost the grittiness of what wrestling is. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, when I, and uh, to an extent TNA as well. Uh, what was it? Um, but um, WWE and AEW's got they're a bit AEW's like ringside's a bit more cleaner than it was to begin. It was in the beginning as well. But I absolutely love back in the day when you had the photographers round the ring, you know, and it looked like a sport event. You know, it looked like something was happening. You know, you didn't have everything lit up. You know, uh, what was it? You could see. It's like you can see everybody now. You can see everybody's face. You know, you could probably scan a camera and what was it? Um, Pick a face, put it, and uh, it was one of these apps, and they'll find the person on Facebook. You know, it's 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 that it's that pristine, you know, and it just it looks very sterile. You know, I I think I think wrestling products just now look very sterile. I love the foggy sort of dirty, smoky look of WCW. Yeah. You know, uh, what was it called? But yeah, that's 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 why I want to sort of debate. Okay, Mister Isaacs, over to you. Yeah, uh, I have to agree with that. Um... I think, particularly WWE, is very overly produced. 
Yeah. I mean, the the jump, the the camera jumps and the, I hate the Hollywood shaky cam stuff. That drives me insane. Oh my God, that drives me crazy. And I don't think, I I know people probably think that's going to get better now that Kevin Dunn retired. I don't think so because Kevin Dunn, the people he trained are the people that are going to be doing this now. So they're going to be doing the exact same stuff that Kevin Dunn did. Yeah. Um, but I just hate that. I don't want it to look Hollywood. I want mm-hmm. it to look a little gritty. Now, WWE historically has always been a bit bright and colorful. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. But I like the grittiness, too. And I, I liken it to like the way the UFC's always done. Mm-hmm. You know, the UFC used to have a ramp. And they used to do yeah. fireworks. And they used to do shit like that. Mm-hmm. But then when the Fertitta brothers came in and bought it uh, back in the early 2000s, them and Dana White, they, they decided to make it grittier. So then they got rid of the ramp and they just made the entrance where like the fighters come out of the crowd in a dark arena. Yeah. And it just looks so good. It looks like you're going to an underground CD fight. Yeah. <laughs> it looks amazing. And if you watch some of the old territories from like back in the 80s, that's what they look like too. It's very oh. gritty and it just looks fantastic. It looks like you're watching fights. So yeah. I agree with you. I like that better personally. I've I've just uh, ironically I've just recently been uh, watching uh, uh, what was it WWE eighty four eighty five leading up to sort of WrestleMania, and it's it's totally that you know uh, it was uh, everything. I mean that whole run itself. Maybe that maybe that's something for a future show, Liam. That that just whole like early run of like WWE with a forty fan anniversary in WrestleMania. Maybe something to look at. But some of the stuff they were doing, you know, in the lead up, the, the setup to WrestleMania is forgotten. It was just mm-hmm. amazing, you know, in the arenas, the shots, like you say, like Piper coming through, like almost like coming through the crowd and the police are there and, yeah. you know, in the Boston Garden and things like that. It's just so cool. It just looks so authentic, you know, but you sort yeah. of sort of lost. Even just like, like interview, like why would an, a guy come out to the ring and do an interview to himself, you know, have somebody in the ring talking to them, you know? Just yeah, little things like that, you know. Sorry, I, I heard that on. Uh, I, did you hear that on Cornette's podcast last week? Because I, I heard them talking about this. They're like, "Well, maybe. Well, hell, maybe they'll go back to like someone actually interviewing somebody instead of just somebody walking out with a microphone and standing in the ring for twenty minutes." Is, is Cornette <laughs> talk about? I thought Cornette was in his, his vacation. No, he's back now. He mentioned that's it on right. the last show. They they came up and yeah. they talked about the uh, the Kevin Dunn retirement, and that's one of the oh, things okay. that he specifically said was like. He would like to see interviewers come out to the ring and actually interview people again. Yeah, I, I, but was it, I've always been an advocate of the sort of like the the, the sort of sports sort of. Uh, I mean, even back to WCW, but when like when they were doing the interviews at the, at the beginning of the, inv- the invasion before it was the NWO, you know, with the Ed Nash and that at the booth and things like that, it was just so cool, you know. Uh, what was it called? I've always sort of liked that sort of presentation. I've always, I always wished that the WWE would present a bit more sport-like, you know. Yeah. Because that's that's what it is. And if you listen to, if you listen to what when I'm always being salty, as Liam says, you know, that's what I'm getting at. You know, uh, what was um, that's what I remember. Uh, that's what I remember good wrestling to be. You know, that sort of presentation. Mm-hmm. If I could just make one point on top of this before before Liam goes. Um... The announcers, like the ring announcers, like I have no problem with the fact that they're women uh, because the men do this too. Justin Roberts does it. Mike Rome does it. Why do they always have to shout? 
Yeah. Like, why can't it just be somebody with a strong voice? Like the think that just announces something. That guy screams someone's name. It's like, why do you have to yell? Like, yeah. yeah. What's with the shouty introductions? When did that become a thing? Yeah. Even even with the think as well. Going back to presentation, Madison Square Garden. That mic coming down. You know, yes. that's iconic. The big you know? boom from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. right in front of a uh, th- that big ass boom right in front of Fink's face. That was yeah. just, <laughs> that was great aesthetic. It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, one thing you mentioned there is the entrances. Now, AEW, when they obviously trans to the... I, when the AEW first started, I absolutely loved the entrances. Do you know what I mean? It got like the... What's the word I'm looking for? Like a... I could, I'm trying to think what they were looking for. It was something different. Do you know what I mean? You had your two entrances. It was like... It, it wasn't the best, but it was like... You could tell it looked deep. Just something different, if that makes sense. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. It's what TNA did back in the beginning, but without the cardboard and uh, the styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, TNA had the double ramp thing going on for a while. Yeah, yeah, and when obviously they went to obviously what it is now. I mean, I will be honest, I don't like it at the minute. I just it looks too much like just SmackDown and stuff like that. Yeah, for me, if you want to be different to WWE, you've got to do different things. The gimmick matches. I mean, we could debate that. That's something different, I guess, but. Again, the other thing I don't like is the video packages. I feel like they are overproduced. I mean, I like the ones where you're sitting down and just basically talking like we are, you know, stuff like that. Not like some powerful like music, like effects and stuff. It's, I think Annie's right. I think it is overproduced some stuff. Yeah. Do a it long went, edge, uh, a, a edge video package of uh, like Creed in the background. <laughs> <laughs> There's a funny, there's a funny, um, there's a funny clip on YouTube of GR rig back and roll in like 2000 when uh, the My Sacrifice played for like the. It says, "Oh, here we go for the with the one millionth time," because <laughs> 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 he played it at every sort of interval. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, to- totally. Uh, just the production takes me out of it. And I mean, the WWE. I mean, if you watch a full WWE pay per view, you end up with a headache because it's like flicker, 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 flicker. You know. <laughs> It's just like stay on it, stay on the guy. Remember the uh, the 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 vroom sounds during fast lane during. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) That was awful. But what was what was what was the other thing they did? They did they did something else similar to that. Um, Um, they've had a couple like that where they where every like transition of scene they like had a sound. Yeah, I was like, and they were, I mean, they were doing stuff with Bray and things like. I mean, uh, Bray's was so creative, but you, you almost made it co- comic book. You, you, you almost wish uh, what was it Bray Wyatt was doing some something and like a GCW that sort of stuff in a GCW or an MLW or something like that, where where it was gritty, you know, and but, but that production, but on that show, you know, because because it would it would have made more made more sort of sense, you know, but um, and the camera work as well just shows too much. Just mm-hmm. sit back. The reason people look at wrestling now and see it is so fake is because there's, there's, it's like if you're in, if somebody's like on the top rope punching somebody in the face, don't zoom in at the punches for crying out loud, you know? Because you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's just like <laughs> a little bit of a less is more approach. You you don't yeah, have to see not... that uh, the knuckle didn't clearly connect with the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh dear. Uh, anyone got anything to add before we move on? No, I'm good. Awesome. Good. 
Mr. Isaac, back to you. All right. Uh, so my next one, this is an interesting one. I'm curious to see what you guys think about this, whether you agree or disagree. I think that when a, when Tony Khan wanted to start a wrestling promotion, I think instead of creating AEW, I think he should have just bought Ring of Honor at that point and made Ring of Honor what he's turned AEW into. He could have used the Ring of Honor name and he could have used the Ring of Honor legacy and lineage and tape library to help build up the shows. And he could have had Ring of Honor Dynamite and Ring of Honor Rampage. And I think that using the Ring of Honor name would have had so much more cachet than using a name named after literally a faction yeah. of the elite. I think that Ring of Honor should have been what he had done. I think it would have been better. I think it would have been... I think it would have resonated more with people to say the second major promotion on earth is Ring of Honor, which mm -hmm. has this brilliant legacy that CM Punk used to be here and Samoa Joe and Brian Danielson. And I, I just think that that would have resonated better than creating a brand new company with a new name. And I'm curious I mean, to see what me. you two think aloud. So, I mean, for me, you could have really done that with TNA as well because TNA yeah. was really good. Like, yeah, you, know I mean? you I could have done it with TNA too. Yeah. Because, I mean, TNA was absolutely incredible, just some great wrestlers. The only thing that lets it down is obviously management, which we've obviously covered that obviously in our highs and lows series. But yeah, do you know what? I think you're right. Obviously, you've got the lineage. Obviously, obviously we've talked in terms of Ring of Honor. You've got the lineage there. You've got obviously some great talent. And if I remember rightly, didn't they five people, obviously Cody, the Bucks, Omega, weren't they in Ring of Honor anyway? Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. Omega was there like uh, in the past, like mm -hmm. a few years prior to them shutting down. But uh, Cody and the Bucks were right there, like leading up to the formation of AEW. There is a, there is a story there as well, and if you and an actually an actual fact, I'm sure it'll come out more eventually. That before the whole Tony Khan thing happened. They had actually shook hands on all, because they had all left New Japan. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was it? Um, and they were all going to, they, they, for want of a better way, they were going to be all in on trying to do something with Ring of Honor. And the as the story goes, they all backed out because Tony came on the scene. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Because it was a handshake, not a contract. Mm -hmm. uh, but was and there, and there was a sort of a bit of bitterness at that at, at the time, you know. But was it around it? If you actually go uh, dig through and see some of the sort of stuff that was being said and that, you know, from people in Ring of Honor and things like that. Um, the the problem, I think, EW's got and and I thought it from the start is, uh, what was it? Is the brand only works while the Bucks and the Maga are there? Now, uh, was it? There's, there's quite a, there's, there's quite a strong possibility that that relationship's going to fracture from what we've heard, you know, and that yeah. leaves him, in a, that leaves Tony in a bit of predicament because the Bucks actually own the elite name, they own the elite trademark, mm. you know. Uh, that could be a problem. Yeah. So, so it could be a pro, it, it could be a problem down the line. Um, for me, uh, what was it? Uh, I've always thought the same, you know. I, I mean. Uh, Gabe was also making a play to be number two at that point, you know, with MLW. I don't mm -hmm. know why he hadn't sort of uh, wrapped up guys like MGF and things like that, though. That was just bizarre. I mean, he took he took Hammerstone and 
Uh, what was it? Uh, the other... Fatu. Fatu. Uh, I couldn't remember which one it was. But they didn't. They didn't lock down GF. They didn't. It was. It didn't lock down. But it was MGF, which I think was totally bizarre. You know. Yeah. So, um, it, it's interesting. I remember the sort of dynamic round about that time as well. There was always that talk of like, uh, obviously WWE were expanding. They were going to be doing NXT Europe. You know, they were going to be doing the UK, and they were going to go to Mexico, and they were going to go to Japan. And, yeah. and I think that's going to happen this year, from the sounds of it. Um. But for me, EW's identity is is the elite, and as soon as that's gone, and I, particularly if it's a sort of a what was it, a fractured sort of breakup, you might find that EW gets a bit of a rebranding. Uh, what was it? Um, maybe under the Ring of Honor name. Um, I don't know. I'm just just thinking about speculating like, about it out there. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, um, I'm surprised they bought Ring of Honor. Uh, what was it? To be honest, because it didn't really fit in with the sort of model, and it's sort of just everybody's going. Everybody was saying, and and, and I know what was they like saying. Oh, you'll not. They'll not. Uh, was it? Tony will look after it. He'll not do it. The WWE, WCW. It's exactly what they did. You know, I was a big Ring of Honor fan, and it's nothing like Ring of Honor. It's uh, the product uh, isn't even remotely close to the. the Ring of Honor produced uh, what was it represented? You know, yeah. It's it's so far fit, so far detached. You know, it's just it's a shame. You know, yeah. In the terms of obviously Ring of Honor, though, I mean, the, it it had to leave. Obviously, the who, who owned it before Tony Khan? I can't remember exactly who it was. Sinclair Broadcasting. Sinclair, yeah. yeah. So it had to it had to leave Sinclair because let's be honest, I felt like they did not give two toots about it. I mean, let's be honest. I always remember Final Battle, and. I always remember Bully Ray's comments after that, saying that it was very, it was very, he was very outspoken. I mean, it was probably really, really thing. And yeah, I feel like Sinclair really hurt that brand. And the big thing, obviously, with Ring of Honor is obviously the tape library. You're talking so many years, obviously, of Punk's yeah. matches, Danielson's matches. Yeah, there's probably a lot more the, there which I've mentioned. Yes. Yeah, so, so just on that, there is an, an actual uh, Jim Cornette's covered this as well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Sinclair. Sinclair I mean, that's not to say they would have put more into it, but uh, Sinclair got sold a lemon in terms of the library, and so is Tony. If, if you actually go listen to uh, what was it, uh, Cornette, uh, they were still using uh, VH, uh, VHS camcorder stuff, you know. Uh, what was it? Um, what was it? Uh, and uh, what was it? The uh, what was it? Uh, 2015, you know. Oh, and yeah. uh, what was it called? Um, and that was one of the things that Sinclair invested in was some cameras, you know. But um, uh, but it was it got to the point where they, they were actually they were actually going uh, into the the sort of the fan trading world and getting better quality versions of the stuff that they had in master because <laughs> <'Cause> it, <laughs> it was VHS obviously degrades at the time you know so um, yeah. the, the library's not I, I don't think Tony Khan spent fifty million on Ring of Honor I think that's a blatant no, lie you know I don't no. Ring of Honor is not worth fifty million dollars. Yeah. I remember people were talking about that at the time. I was like, "Oh <laughs> bullshit!" <laughs> like Vince bought WCW for like six million. Yeah, <laughs> like Ring of Honor is not selling to somebody for fifty million dollars. Come on. I, I mean, I mean, let's put it in perspective. Vince didn't just buy WCW for for, for six million. He bought he bought a what was it, NWA like for like 
going back to the like the sixties, you know, the, the, the territories, yeah. The, the, the library, you know, what was it called? He bought a lot for that six million, you know. Except for the one library that Billy Corgan bought. Yes. <laughs> there there was one territory specifically that Billy Corgan bought the tape yeah. library. But all the other territories are with Vance. There's there's an interest there's an interesting there's an interesting debate. Uh, what was it? Um, a while back on a Cornette show, and it was Jim Cornette talking about when you know when they did the, the really bad angle where they brought the NWA, they brought in the sort of New Midnight Express and brought in Jeff Hart, Jeff yeah. Jarrett, and things like that. And and uh, what was it? Um, Cornette was adamant that the WWE actually owned NWA, you know, because there was never an expiry on the contract. Yeah. <laughs> the, the contract was botched <laughs> so um you know but um i mean that's another there's lots of stories there to be told as well around the belt and what flair did with the belt as well you know mm -hmm. uh, that was it called there's a lot of dodgy stuff there i mean billy's got the main thing he's got the he's got that belt which is which is worth more than the library i think yeah yeah that, that belt is iconic yeah because it's in the past in the past you know it's mm -hmm. what you do with it in the future Absolutely. Anything, anything, any to add? Or can we move on? No. Yeah. I, just, I, I thought Sorry, that. Was, uh, I just thought that uh, that would be a good idea, and and I agree with what Haney says about uh, tying the elite name to it. I think was a bad move. I, I mm -hmm. think he should have took the established name of Ring of Honor, and I I think it would have more cachet with internet fans today. Hmm. I think actually, if he loses, obviously, the books, I feel like if he has to do that, he might obviously merge everything with Ring of Honor. Do you want to make it a bit more? Do you know what it is? So yeah. it's kind of going, obviously, what you said there, but it's like in a longer distance, if that makes sense. Uh, at least he has it now as an option. <laughs> absolutely, I, I, absolutely. Think it, I, I think it's really bad as well that the books have trademarked the, the, this whole killing the business sort of. I mean, that. I get that it's an end joke, and you're being it's for this sort of sort of smart marks and things like that, you know. But you know, uh, what was it called? I hope they don't go down that line because that's a whole story that could cause a lot of a, a, a sort of lot of issues, you know. That's what they should have the Bucks do. They should come back and be heels and say they're trying to kill the business. Yeah, and just come out and try to run ruin like any good match. They just come out and super kick people and shit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. I booked that. <laughs> I think I booked that. Uh, Haney, back to you, my friend. What are you bringing to the table? So, um, uh, what was it? Um, so, so I, I was thinking around sort of. I'm trying to think how he sort of sort of put this. So. The way the way wrestling the way wrestling is just now in terms of this global commodity, you know, uh, what was it called? I think it's a mistake on both WWE and EW's. Uh, what was it? Um, sort of as a company, both companies as a whole, for not having a European TV show. What was it? Um, uh, what was it? Um, weekly in terms of product i think it's a missed opportunity i think the uk is a, a massive opportunity uh, ireland you've got germany that's a huge into its wrestling you know uh, what was it called look at the, the look at the, the the sort of scene that, that the uk had a couple of years ago and it's sort of most of them now are in uh, what was it was in the states now one of the biggest challenges to that i, I get might be that there's a whole sort of 
well, they may be like working in America is, is the sort of dream, you know. Um, but I think NXT, NXT UK was really showing something special, you know. Uh, what was it um, before the sort of pandemic, and obviously that was sort of like nipped in the bud. And I just think if one of the one of these, I mean, TNA is an example of how popular their, their their product was. You know, if they were over here more regularly or doing a show on a weekly basis and got a TV deal, I think it would be huge for for wrestling in Europe. You know. Okay, Mr. Isaacs, over to you. So what you're saying is is that they should have like a separate show tailored to the European audience. Is that what you're? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I could definitely see that for sure. Um, I think this is something that uh, you know we've seen companies do this in the past. I mean, we've seen uh, TNA had that show. What was it, Ring King or whatever? That was like the Indian show that they put <laughs> on for a little while. Um, so I, you know, I, I think that it's a good idea to tailor your show and your product to a particular audience. Uh-huh. And um, you know, the WWE they've they've splintered and had shows for certain regions before i don't know if you remember they used to have a show called uh wwe new york yeah <laughs> it was literally just a new york show and like vince russo did like like commentary on it and it was only for a new york audience a wwe show exclusively for them so <laughs> you know i i don't hate the idea and i, I think they have enough wrestlers um from europe or Mexico or wherever, where they could throw uh, three or four matches of some guys, tape it before Dynamite or Collision, and uh, chop it up and edit it, and they could put it out there in those particular countries and say, hey, here's some folks from your homeland that are representing AEW or WWE. I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think that would help a lot. I think that's a spot-on idea. Do you know what I mean? I mean, how many wrestlers, obviously, from the UK and AEW or Canada in, like, different promotions? Yeah, I kind of like that. So it's kind of like dark matches, but, like, tailored to, like, certain audiences. Is this what you're saying, Haney? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't argue against that. That's a good idea. Yeah, I think... I think... It's a good way... It's a good way to sort of present talent, you know... Uh, what was it? Maybe not with the WWE, but there's an opportunity with EW and TNA to have their talent work in the UK as well. <laughs> you know, uh, what was it at, at, at events? So, uh, but, and then maybe they bring over a big star once in a while. You know, but it was, it's just about keeping that sort of uh, what was it? Um, building up that fan base. You know, away from away from the internet, shall we say, and getting it more and more and more. It's more about building that casual sort of audience. Kids love getting behind the superhero, you know. Uh, what was it? Um, take the WWE stuff. What was it called? Everybody sort of like poo-pooed sort of like the Nikki Cross sort of thing when she became a superhero. Kids loved it, you know. You know, <laughs> you know? and that's what wrestling really is. Is uh, when you go to these local shows, it's about family, you know. Uh-huh. And you know what was it called? I think I, I just think it's a missed opportunity. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, particularly in the market that. Well, where I am in, in Germany as well, where sort of wrestling is huge. And it's like when the WWE wanted to expand their audience into India. And that's the reason why for years, the great Kali, who was the absolute shits as a wrestler, yeah. made a seven-figure contract yeah. <laughs> just because he was a draw in India. <laughs> and he still <laughs> so is. Tailor to the audience a little bit. He, he still is. For, if you don't know, he, he's, his social media is hilarious. I mean, he's like a god over there, you know? 
Yeah, doesn't he run his own promotion in India now yeah. or something like that? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I'm actually going to throw one here. Actually, obviously, I, I obviously let you guys obviously talk about it, but I'm going to throw one obviously for you to debate. Now, the one thing which fans have been very, very critical of, obviously in AEW, is obviously the women's division. I always remember the thing when Chris Statler was the champion, and there was just nobody there. There were so many injured and stuff like that. I think, for me personally, with the acquisition now of Diana Perrazzo, possibly Mercedes Monet, I feel like the women's division is probably the strongest it's ever been since AEW started. Mr. Isaacs. Liam, you bastard. What? You literally took my next one. (laughs) 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 The next one on my list was going to be AEW women's division is going to be dramatically better in 2024. Okay, take two. Anyway, Mr. Isaacs, what do you want to say? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, I got one here for you, and we'll see if you agree with this, okay? Okay. The AEW women's division is going to be a lot better in 2024. (laughs) Objection. Um, Get on up. (laughs) <laughs> so here's my reasoning before we get objections let me get my reasoning um the timeless tony storm gimmick is hot i think she's doing great with it we've got sky blue and julia hart that are very very young good looking and improving by the day we've got mariah may in here now who's very young who trained uh, you know who wrestled in stardom i think she's going to be a star diana Perazzo just came in we might see Mercedes Monet. We've got a healthy Chris Statlander. Um, I think things are really, really looking up for the AEW women's division. And I think 2024, we're going to revisit this question in a year. I think this is going to be the best year of women's wrestling for AEW. Amy, go ahead. Um, I think I, I think it can be, but I, I think the problem and I, and, I, and I sort of agree it was it with that in terms of like um what was it in principle of the names you're 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 sort of saying but you're also forgetting you've got a couple of ballsy women there as well that are going to be fighting for that top spot you know and Wembley's coming up in August mm-hmm. and I mean who's going to want that spot who's one who's going to want that match you know Jamie um, Hayter should be back hopefully you know, you yeah. don't want you don't. I mean, it, it was um, it's like it's like people go, well, why do you hate Kenny Omega? And it's like I don't hate Kenny Omega. I just hate the wrestler. You know, I don't. <laughs> I don't want him to be hurt. You know, I don't want him to be like, and in, in a bad way. You know, that was um. You love his promo voice, right? Oh jeez, you know, crying out loud. It's the way he runs the ropes. It's mean crying out loud. He's like a toddler. <laughs> Take my first steps. <laughs> uh, anyways, back to the back to the back to the thing with it. I, I mean, I, I think I think the WWE's women, uh, but was it is quite strong as well. I think for me, the problem with women wrestling is, and I hope people don't take this the wrong way because but was it a, I'm not one of these ones that actually was a sits there and thinks this, but. People don't want to watch women's wrestling, you know. Uh, what was it called? There's a reason. There, there's a reason why the 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 numbers sort of go down a lot of the time, but in the matches. Now, 
this goes back to the question earlier on about the entertainment with Tony Tony Storm. She's doing good numbers. If you actually sort of look at the WrestleMania, she's doing good numbers because of the the character and things like that, you know. Um, and I think it's sad because they really can do what the men do, you know. But mm-hmm. that that's not what the audience is looking for, you know. Uh, but it was um, sadly that audience. It, that audience still thinks the women should be doing what the divas were doing, and what was it, fifteen years ago, and hitting each other with pills and <laughs> having mud fights? You know, that's what they want to see. You know, mm-hmm. and that's always going to be hanging over. That's always going to be hanging over a sort of thing. We, the other thing that sort of like really frustrates me around the sort of like the, the sort of any sort of women division is the is the belief that this big women's revol- evolution happened in in like two thousand and eight eighteen or whatever it was. It's like. No, go and watch Japan from like thirty years ago. <laughs> the women were looking absolute mob to each other, you know. Yeah, you know. So, I think I hope I hope you're right. I, I think with the name just uh, uh, what was it? Uh, I, I think uh, what was it? Uh, with the name just said some of them need somebody to be sort of managing them. Maybe CJ would be a good one to get a sort of female uh, stable behind. Mm. You know, Sanai, yeah. you know. Um, you know, and, and and sort of push that, and 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 push the sort of stuff that they're doing because they're they're more than capable of it. You know, I think they get, I think they get a sort of unfair sort of. As soon as a lot of people are not even, I mean, I mean, I like Jim Cornette's podcast, but the one thing that irritates me is he will not even give the women a chance. He's just totally dismissive of it. You know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, one of my big disagreements with Cornette too. I, yeah. I generally like Cornette. I've met Cornette. Yeah, he was super cool to me. Um. But yeah, I disagree with his assessment of women's wrestling. That does kind of irritate yeah. me. And I think, unfortunately, his assessment of women's wrestling is what a lot of people's assessment of women's wrestling is, unfortunately. Yeah. So, as a wrestling fan, I hope that what you're saying is as as the actual case. But uh, what was it called? Have have the have the, uh, the 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 sort of general fan got the attention span for it? You know, or are they just going to say, "Oh, here's another typical sort of female wrestling match"? Right. Away you go. And that's my concern about it. You know. I think the thing is with me is as well. I want to obviously put a special mention to the Ring of Honor women's as well. Obviously, you got Athena, Billy Starks. That's the two which stick out for yeah, me straight Billy away. Billy Starks, Kentucky girl. Well, Ath- 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 Athena, Queen of Sweet Queen of Botchamania. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Do you don't have to be one thing I like about obviously the women's division, you've got the people who's obviously got your experience, and you've got the young talent who I won't say they need that push, but something to look up to them. Do you know what I mean? Say, look, yeah. they're still young, they're still obviously going to improve. I still think Sky Blue is going to be a top talent, you know, in the next couple of years. Same way, obviously, uh, Mar- is it Maria May? You said, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, she's only been she's only been actually properly wrestling for about eighteen months. You they're know, very young. They're but all we're talking about insane. girls in their early twenties. Yeah, you know. Uh, it was, I think I think it was this time last year. I think they said on AEW she appeared in Stardom, you know. So, so um, yeah, uh, amazing talent. You know, she's she's definitely one for the future. I think uh, what was it? Um, people are going about like getting like uh, what was it? Uh, Money or what was it? What was the other one? What was the one that joined recently? I can't remember the name. Peraza. Peraza. I'll come on to you in a second as well. Me. Mm-hmm. That, that is the that is the what was it the knockout signing you know and people don't even realize it yet you know uh, it, 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 
Yeah. Because, <laughs> 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 again, people people just dismiss uh, uh, stardom as these little silly Joshua girls running about, you know. Stardom's uh, great. I wouldn't take some of the... I mean, the way they sort of fling each other about and... Hey, what was it? Yeah, that's not that's not a hey, was it? that's not play fighting. Mr. Raz, didn't you mention obviously about stardom obviously in a previous episode saying it was good? Yeah, yeah. I mean, from what I've seen of it, I haven't seen much. I've just seen you know individual matches. I've seen people <laughs> show on Twitch or on YouTube or whatever. Um, but from what I've seen of it, it looks good. It looks legit. And uh, I really, I'm still hoping, and I don't guess it's going to happen anytime soon, but I'm still hoping they integrate it into New Japan World at some point so I can actually regularly follow them. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, th- I mean, that would that would be good. But we, I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, the culture over there is a bit different, shall we say. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my understanding, too, is that Stardom is locked in a contract with a competitor of New Japan's television distributor. Uh-huh. So now, like, Keeps them from being on the same platform. Yeah, it, it, it would be an it would be an interesting dynamics to see the sort of girls there wrestling. You know, uh-huh. it, it it should be. It would be good to get a couple of good uh, matches at like a big event. You know, because yeah, they, they, they do deserve it. I, I'm surprised they didn't do an IWGP Women's match this year at Wrestle Kingdom like they did last year. Yeah, mm. it's, it's like that just disappeared. <laughs> Unfortunately, when it's like anything that comes, it comes. It's like when we were talking before about before the sort of call about golf, you know, and and things like that. If you get injured, you know, things change and things go away. I mean, that whole thing was built for it was at Mercedes to be there for the whole year, and he yeah. was there what three months, if that, you know. He wrestled like twice and then got hurt. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's like. Well, that didn't work. Let's just throw it away, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a bit like the numbers in US cha- the US Championship in the WWE. They had it for like eighteen months, and I think they defended it once. You know, it's like, yeah, we're giving that idea the belt. Just, um, I don't know what. To- well, we'll just leave it on them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was one of those deals where the title just disappeared for a long time. I remember that. <laughs> well, it didn't really disappear. It was he was wearing it, but not really. Yeah. Competing for it. <laughs> Uh, uh, anything to add, anybody, before we move on? No, nope. awesome. Any over, over to you for obviously the one final debate. So the one, the one final debate is about the importance of social media in wrestling, and how it's changed the whole sort of dynamic of what wrestling is. And and I'm 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 coming from like both directions. I'm from the fan and fan and sort of like a promotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do think. This is where WWE excels. You know, if you look at their numbers, it's just absolutely insane what they're doing online social media. Which Millions is, I think, of views, yeah. Which I, which is, I think, where uh, where I think EEW is lacking a bit and missing an opportunity. And it's also the reason why WWE product is the way it is, because they condense it so well that they can put out these shorts with full matches on them. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And you talked about, I mean, you talked about uh, like the promo videos and things like that as well. You know, the, these things are getting millions of views. They're, I don't even think WWE cares what they do on TV. The TV's just there, just there for them to have a crowd there and film what they want to do in the social media. And this whole speed thing that they're uh, match thing that they're talking about doing as well. The rumors about that it, it sort of plays into that. 
Mm-hmm. I like that. I like the idea of these sort of like five minute matches being exclusive to the, the internet. You know. Yeah. Uh, but was it, and from a from a from a fan standpoint, obviously, uh, it was. It depends on what side of the fence you're on. You know how you feel about what people say and things like that. I'm a I'm a big advocate of if I think something's wrong, I, I, I'll I'll speak up. You know. Uh, what was it called? Uh, what was it? Um, and then I get called an a an eel. Oh my god, you don't like this guy? Sure <laughs> it's like, not. Yeah, it's like it's like the 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 logic of it. You know, again, I think I, I covered it. I probably seen too much wrestling now. You know, so when I see something like stupid, it's like everybody like going back a couple of days with the uh, what was it the, the Wrestle Kingdom. I was watching Wrestle Kingdom and it was a everybody's like, how great was Willow Wasprey and things like that. It's like, well, not really because like Moxley hit his dirty deeds on him and he sprung straight up. Like, I mean, it used to yeah. be if you, had, if you had somebody had a DDT on you, you were gone. You know, maybe yeah. just like stuff stuff like that takes me out the match. You know, um, mm-hmm. and then there was a thing in NXT where they're doing the slingshot. It's, it's, it's like. The, the guys are standing there for like five seconds waiting. It's like, are we, are we wrestling or are we playing baseball? You know? Oh, I hate it, that. It's like, if I'm a wrestler and somebody's coming at me for the top rope, I'm not catching them. I'm moving them out of the way and letting them uh, split. Like, like, I, just, I had that argument with somebody. Sorry? That's the look they give when someone's getting up to the top rope. They go. Somebody argued with me once. He says, "Like, well, that's not what wrestling is about." Hey, what was it? Um, hey, what was it called? You, the guys, are, you need to be there to protect the guy as well. They should be protecting your opponent and things like that. It's like, no, if I'm on a fight with somebody and they're coming off the top rope, going to jump me, I'm moving out the way so they splat their face in the the ground. You know, pull a Samoa Joe and walk off. <laughs> yeah, I love when he does that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. that, that, that's my that's my that's my other one. Social media. Mr. Isaacs? Yeah, I, I think social media is going to be the future of uh, just about, well, it's the present. <laughs> it's definitely going to be omnipresent across the board um, yeah. in the marketing of any future entertainment venue. Um, social media is something that I do think WWE does very well, and I think AEW should do better. I think mm-hmm. AEW should take some of their big matches, like leading up to a pay-per-view, they should have taken a couple of MJF's old pay-per-view matches and put them up for free on their YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Like it, it would have got a million hits and it could have like helped get the word out that yeah. uh, this guy's the champion. There's a pay-per-view coming up soon. This is stuff WWE does. If you look uh-huh. at WWE's YouTube channel, um, you'll see in the next couple of weeks, uh, they're, they're going to start putting up full Royal Rumble matches from like, you know, 2011 and 2015 and stuff like that, just to kind of stir up excitement of people so that when the the, the algorithm catches your attention, if it knows that you're at least even mildly a wrestling fan, says, Hey, why don't you click here and get a reminder of the 2011 Royal rumble. And then it says down the corner, you can watch the, the Royal rumble in two weeks on Peacock and the WWE network internationally. And it's just brilliant marketing. And I think AEW leaves money on the table by not doing the same thing. I think they really need to step it up. Um, I don't know if maybe they just need to hire like a new, you know, social media manager, (laughs) content manager or something like that. I don't know. But um, yeah, they they need to have somebody spearhead their digital marketing 
um, and and start doing some of these things that WWE does because they're going to get left behind in the dust. I think yeah. they're leaving money on the table, so I agree with you. I mean, WWE's even savvy with it. I mean, they did it with Punk before he even came back. They're doing it just now. If you actually go into the, I mean, the WWE website, they've got Sasha Banks matches there, you know? So... Mm-hmm. And regardless of whether they're signing or not, they're they're, they're going to make they're going to make their money out of her before the debut because you know TNA even used to do this. Yeah, they still do. <laughs> like here's an example of this: TNA back when CM Punk first released that that controversial Art of Wrestling podcast in 2014, TNA's YouTube channel uploaded the best of of CM Punk and TNA, <laughs> and it was like three hours of like CM Punk matches that they had from TNA. Yeah, I mean, he, he had a bunch of matches where he was basically just like a prelim guy, but they're like, hey, you know, punk yeah. wrestled for us, so come here and watch it. Did they do like, the same way AJ Styles as well recently? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, is it one of the lone wolf character, which I kind of like? They obviously, yeah, but yeah, as regards obviously to the social media side, I 100% agree with Haney. I feel like WWE does it so, so well. AEW needs to obviously take note. But for me personally, there's also the downside to obviously the social media side. For example, I mean, a prime example, spoilers. Let's be honest. Mm. For me, obviously being in the UK, we can watch AEW online, but the problem we've got is we don't get to see it till the Friday. So I've got to try and stay off social media for two days straight. And then, do you know what I mean? Try not to see things like that and stuff like that. But then also you get the stories of like, hey, this has happened. Hey, this has happened. Hey, this has happened. I'm like, Great. So, I like the, the prime example is like Diana Prazo's All Elite. I'm like, oh, great. I've not seen the fucking show yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, yeah. So, there's also there's good sides, but there's also a bad side, really, for me. Sean yeah. Ross Sap, you filthy bastard. You ruined <laughs> the show for me. <laughs> no, I, I could totally get that as well. And if I was an international fan, that would probably frustrate me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 was, it happened a few times. It, uh, what was it uh, with the Wrestle Kingdoms? You know, it's like I've not seen it, and everybody's like, like at eight, and we, like you guys would go. Well, I got up early enough to watch it. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know? Like uh, I watched like, Wrestle Kingdom. Um, you know, obviously about ten hours after it happened, and uh, you know, I had already. I mean, just in our group chat, I'd already seen spoilers. You know, and it, it, I just. I knew I was going to see it, and I was like, I'm going to see spoilers. It just is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of just resigned myself to seeing them. Which is why I actually like, obviously, our prediction league, because it's like, hey, you've got four matches wrong, or four matches right, two matches wrong. So I'm watching the show going, oh, okay, I got this match wrong. So it kind of adds that bit more excitement. <laughs> mm. <Right>. Weirdly. <laughs> but speaking of social media sites, is obviously I want to put over obviously, a show over in the UK, New Generation Wrestling, which is obviously I went to in December. Now, these guys obviously haven't got much social media presence. And I've stated many times to Stevie Aaron, obviously our good friend of the show, they haven't got the state, the, you know, the presence online, but the product, obviously I've been there, is really, really good. I feel like if they could get, the, as you mentioned there, getting it out there, I feel like they could go on that next step. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you see a lot of indie promotions do this. That that New South Wrestling, I mentioned it, you know, mm-hmm. b- before we went on the air live we were talking about independent promotions close to us mm-hmm. and uh they have a youtube channel and i went through there and watched some of their stuff including a lot of uh, uh pillman jr matches <laughs> uh, <laughs> a couple of jay lethal matches that they had recorded they just had a single camera in the crowd 
and recorded like a Jay Lethal match, and they've got it on their YouTube channel. Yeah. It's good marketing. You know, you get it out there, let people know you exist. Um, you know, now you can put clips on TikTok. You'll end mm-hmm. up in the algorithm of people that like wrestling of TikTok. I mean, that the, the outreach potential is there. You just got to yeah. make content, I, I, chop it up, and get out there and, and show it to people. It comes down to the production thing as well. I think that, I think there's a there's a perception that things need to be like overproduced. They need to be produced at a wrestling show. All you need is a hard cam. You know, you could have the whole show and you could be selling it mm-hmm. on a website. You know, uh, what was it uh, for a couple of quid? Even if, even if you're just like charging a couple of quid, two pounds. You know, a wrestling fan will buy it. You know, and if you if you sell a hundred worldwide, then so be it. You know, but it's it's free money. You know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what was it? I mean, maybe that obviously you need a camera, but you can do that with a, ca- a phone now, you know. So, um, there's lots of uh, there's lots of opportunity, you know. And I think social media, uh, what was it, um, in wrestling, as, as you say, that I mean, that's where that's where um, content's driving anyway. I think I've said this before, and I use this, I use this as an example in the States. Your TV programs, of, I think it's it works out to be like something like twenty three minutes per half hour, mm-hmm. right? And that's actually based on like Nielsen stuff way back in like the families in the like the sixties and the seventies, where where that was the that that was how much they could get out of somebody. It was ad wise because because they were interested in the program, you know. And there's an interesting sort of there was a couple of interesting sort of articles online about it. Basically, twenty-two minutes was the attention span back then. It, it was. It's now. It was a 14, 13 minutes of attention span that people have got, and because we're so stimulated with so much, so short yeah. bursts of things is a really good way of doing things. And I think this is where WWE are going with a speed match thing as well. You know, and it's believable because MMA matches, if you make it sports orientated, mm-hmm. you know. If you're going, if you're just going to have a standard WWE match, I don't think it'll work. But if you're going to have sports oriented uh, wrestling matches, and they're only like five minutes, you know, and and the guys took them out, I think that would, I think that would do, I think that would do really well, you know. Uh, it was yeah. a, a side sort of side thing. Have an instant knockout and a pin. Yeah, yeah. You do the uh, do the Jorge Masvidal versus uh, Ben Askren. <laughs> Masvidal <laughs> <laughs> just runs across the cage, flying knee, and knocks him out. <laughs> you know, let's let's see what your Olympic gold medal in wrestling does when I knee you in the face. <laughs> uh, do you know what, guys? This has been a really, really fun show, but of course, we have actually got a winner, and it's it's been really thingy. We've obviously agreed on a lot of stuff, but Mister Isaacs, you have successfully defended your crown. Excellent. You got me. To, you got you got me to disagree with you on something. So, Mister Isaacs, you obviously are today's. I knew they said master debate, but that sounds like completely different. <laughs> I am the master debater of effing wrestling live right here on YouTube. <laughs> uh, any, I mean, even in the introduction, he says you guys kind of agree on a lot of stuff, really, to be honest. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Haney's the one guy that, like, if I say something logical criticizing AEW, he's the one guy in our community I know is not going to give me shit about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, th- I think that's what I think that's a debate show. Obviously, in the, the context of the debate show, that's what's missing. People people take sort of somebody's opinion as like it's like it's an opinion. My opinion's my my opinion. You know, and t- but was it, we're, we're on a sort of community and we're talking about wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, and it's and and it's and it's my opinion, you know, just because just because it differs doesn't mean doesn't mean what was it? Um, I'm telling you not to go out and enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but was it a thing? Enjoy what you 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 like to watch, you know. Maybe a box match. Maybe maybe I would maybe I would try and push you in that that, that incline. Anyways, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, but was it? It's uh, that's the, the good thing about wrestling. There's 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 so much content, you know, and it's so it's so diverse and so it's so great, you know. I'm actually coming away thinking. Did I really like? Did I really speak like talk badly and let the woman down? Wrestling. That's not why I was trying to get with my opinion on that as well. I was just that's my perception of how I see people, mm-hmm. and, and the way they're obvious. See, yeah. see the sort of it, it's not seen as it's not seen as something worthwhile watching, which I think is, is a damn shame because mm-hmm. I think some of the matches that they, that they do are absolutely amazing. You know, there's still a lot I mean. of progress to be made. Yeah. Just Absolutely. in general, just across the board as a human species, there's a lot of progress still to be made. I, 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 yeah, I mean, you see sort of like some, some like some of the sort of comments that get flung out. You know, it's like, uh, what was it? Um, I mean, I mean, Julia Hart, for example. I mean, if you read some of the stuff like that, well, she's 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 only there because she's she what was it, um like she's pretty. You know, they wouldn't yeah. bring in somebody else. It's, it's well. This kind of reminds me of, uh, not to cut you off, Haiti, but that, that, that kind of reminds me of like a conversation I had with my mother and my ex um, <laughs> about probably, I don't know, probably 12, 13 years ago, I was watching Impact and they had like the knockouts on and, and uh-huh. you know, uh, I don't remember who was wrestling in that particular moment, but, uh, you know, they were both giving me shit like, oh yeah, I see why you like to watch this. And I was yeah. like, no, like these two women are actually really good wrestlers. They put on a good wrestling match. Like, oh yeah, sure, sure. It's yeah, just because yeah. I have the dress. <laughs> it's like even women are not convinced. Yeah, <laughs> that we like it just because of the wrestling. But I legitimately liked the match because of the wrestling. It wasn't because of how they looked. You know, yeah. there's just a lot of that stereotype that we're still fighting against. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with what you just said there because one thing I actually hear is like, oh, this wrestler's only in wrestling as you mentioned there because she's pretty, but. I can think of a dozen wrestlers, you know what I mean? But on talent, based on the talent, I was watching from a talent's point of view. I don't even give the the looking thing a thought. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean the, the the one the one thing the one person that will go down, and I know she's 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 had some great accomplishments as that. As for me, that's sort of sad and heartbreaking in terms of how passionate she is for wrestling. Is Saraya. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but was it uh, at all in watching her match? But, but was it um, not 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 to devalue the match? Just was quite. I mean, I mean, it was the same. It was like it was unsettling to watch to to see what she was and that, and how much she's protected now. But it was mm-hmm. amazing that she got that opportunity, that amazing opportunity at Wembley, and you wouldn't want to take that back because that sacrifice she's made. Mm-hmm. You know, she might not be able to do what she used to do, and she might be a bit protected, but she. Damn well deserved that 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 moment, you know, because yeah. she'd been doing it since she was fourteen year old, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, what was it? she was putting on these amazing matches and but was it uh, before she even went to NXT and then when she was NXT and the WWE, you know, it's just it's a damn shame, you know, uh, what was it called that that that, that scenario was there, you know, because yeah. she was a phenomenal wrestler, you know. 
Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. And I don't think people had an opportunity to fully see what she was capable of in the WWE. They did a wee bit in NXT, but uh, it was a uh, go try and look up some of her matches before she was pre WWE. You know, it's they're really well put together. You know, they're great matches to watch. Uh-huh. And it was when she got to the main roster in WWE was really kind of when the quote unquote women's revolution kind of took off because yeah. at that time. AJ Lee was kind of the only person that could really wrestle on yeah. WWE TV as a woman. Yeah. So then when Paige came in, beats her in her first match, I mean, it just really, really set off a chain of events that really dramatically improved women's wrestling. I don't think Soraya gets enough credit for that. No, well, definitely not. Absolutely. Right then, guys. Um, yeah. Obviously, this is main events brought to you by our second uh, sponsor, which is, of course, the Kill City Cup. I think the best way I could describe this is Mortal Kombat meets wrestling. And again, we've got a nice little video. <laughs> I'm just going to play the video before I end up like, burst out laughing. Welcome to the Kill City Cup. I don't have oh, my sound board turned on. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I, I was hit the whole... button, but no sound came out, but I haven't opened the software, so, yeah. Damn it, I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh... bang, bang, bang. There right, you go. Right, so obviously we've got rest for the rest of the week. I do believe the garage is obviously on after collision. Uh, yes, as of right now, the plan is we are still going to do uh, collision after dark, uh, after mm-hmm. a couple weeks worth of a hiatus, so tune in for that. Of course, and then obviously the All Legend Wrestling shows tomorrow. I'm not actually 100% sure what they're doing. Any ideas? I have not heard. I'm not sure. Okay. And of course, next week, Mr. Isaacs, we're doing a highs and lows series is coming back. Do you want to announce what we're going to be covering? I think we're doing the uh, we're doing the Sting one, right? Highs and lows of Sting? Correct. Yes, the highs and lows of Sting, which is very topical right now, considering he's about ready to hang it up. Woohoo! Exactly. After a 150-year career. <laughs> yep, so obviously next week we're going to be taking... I was going to say, what, what one is wrestling? Is this like the, 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 the like the fourth incarnation of Sting? The, the, the fourth person to play Sting? <laughs> Probably. This is the, uh, the, this is the uh, Social Security eligible Sting. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's what this incarnation is. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wonder what ever happened to the Seth Rollins broke my back thing. He was he was um, he was only about for a while. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you got to tune in next week, Haney, to see if that's that a high or low. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So obviously, we'll explain obviously next week what that's all about. But of course, you guys want a t-shirt? You can head to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash effing wrestling. You can get the Magic of Wrestling t-shirt. Yeah, the all effing t-shirt, which is modeled by our good friend of the show. Natalia Markova, Mr. Isaacs, you know this, you do this every week, the old school. 
If you love old school wrestling, and I know you do, you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Adrian Adonis. We run the Pro Wrestling Tees shop of the adorable Adrian Adonis, who you can find on a episode of the Vice documentary series Dark Side of the Ring. Of course, and we're, we're gonna, if I remember rightly, we're going to do a bit more, some streaming, I believe. Yeah, the, the plan going into this year is that uh, the Magician and myself are... Uh, we're probably going to be doing some gameplay. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you guys might be able to see us, uh, you know, wrestle yeah. against each other or, like, you know, shoot people in Call of Duty or something like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. He's going to be having tickle fights. We might have tickle fights. Yeah. We might do the, uh, the pillow fight thing that you see on uh, Fight TV sometimes. <laughs> have you seen the, the pillow fight league where it's like they literally have pillows and beat the shit out of each other with them? <laughs> but it's not fluffy pillows. <laughs> Uh, a good one uh, just on that i don't know if you've ever seen it a good one do you you remember back in the day where you had um what was it that like wrestling manager simulator game what was it um um, um, total extreme wrestling is that what it was yeah there's a new there's a new one called pro wrestling simulator which is quite good on steam and it may be that may be a good it may be a good thing for you to do is maybe have a but was it a once a week you sort of book a show? You know, you could spend 15 minutes of the show. But was it a pick your wrestlers and booking your show and seeing how it goes? That might be a good idea to do. And both of run two different promotions. I used to play with that a lot, like yeah. when I was in like high school, when that was like first came out. <laughs> Tony uh, can still using the cheat code. Oh, wait, no, that's AEW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys are obviously want to find us on social media, FM Magician, obviously on Twitter, Mr. Isaac, that's your Instagram and Twitter, I believe. Yes, it is. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Isaacs. There you go. So one final thing is, we do this every week. Should we let Haney do it, or do you want to do it, Mr. Isaacs? Let's get Haney to do it. He's the guest of honor. Of course. So Haney, at the end of every show, we do a, a powerful speech and stuff yeah. like that to end the show. So Haney, don't, take don't it, give it to me. Don't give it to me. I'm not good with words. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mr. Isaacs, over to you. Haney's been talking the entire show, and he's not good at words. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, guys, you all know the deal. Um, we're in the new year at this point. It's 2024. It's uh, If there's ever a theoretical time to kind of look at things and, and reset a little bit, uh, we, we society kind of imposes the new year as an opportunity for that. So what you can do is if you're struggling with something in life, uh, take a step back. This is a new year. It's time to reevaluate the things that are going on in your life and figure out ways you can make it better. And we're all here to support each other. Um, I'll support you. I'm sure Haney will as well. Liam, anybody in our community Mm -hmm. will have your back. If you're having a hard time and you need help, reach out and let us know. But you got to remember, guys, put that fist in the air. Just keep fighting. 